This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh my god! Bitch, I got a trick up my sleeve, and it is the <laughs> sickening, talented, gorgeous, Canada's Drag Race icon, Eve 6000. You're joining us for Drag Her, the only, the only Drag Race podcast available to you on the whole damn internet. I am so glad you're here, Eve. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just cannot wait to get into this. How the fuck are you doing today? I am doing so good, and I gotta... <laughs> I gotta save the rest of it for Cameo, so yeah. you guys can pay for it if you want the full line. <laughs> I bitch. Cameo.com slash Eve6000. There you go. We'll plug it in the pod description too, bitch. <laughs> go send a queen some coins. Um, I have so many questions, I, and let's start right there. How was this Rusical experience? We're talking Rusicals today. You are in the, what's it called? Under the Big Top Rusical? Uh-huh. Um, how was that experience for you? Let's talk first about doing it. It seemed like it was a very fun challenge to do. Well, personally, I love to be under a big top, but, you know, oh. it was, it, you know, it, uh, watching it, okay, I'm very, very bitter and very salty watching these yeah. other rusicals because, yeah. excuse me, like, yeah. none of the other girls on any of the other seasons Same. except for like season six and I think the share musical in season 10 yeah none of them have ever had to sing live on stage which is what we did yeah and yep. that's what like fucked me up in my performance so like it makes me very bitter watching these girls. They didn't even have to sing the song in this one. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. like it's not a rusical. It's a lip sync challenge. Like, in my opinion, it's not a rusical if the girls don't sing the songs, even if it's pre-recorded. Yeah. If you don't I sing mean, the songs, how is that a rusical? You're right. I mean, my guess is that they wanted, they just wanted to, some girls are singers on your cast. You had some great singers on your cast. You know, I'm thinking of Cynthia, the lovely voice. And I'm right. guessing production just really was like, we want to hear some of these singing divas use their singing talent. Same with season six. They were like, oh, we have a door in Courtney. We're going to make them sing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's a trick, right? Because like you as a drag queen on the show are asked to have every single talent you are asked to produce direct write so Mm -hmm. this is fucked up like dance like you're asked to do everything it's some of the talents are recognized and judged differently than the others like for example especially from my experience on canada's drag race like they judged us so harshly when it came to dancing Mm -hmm. but when it came to singing it was totally okay for a lot of the girls to be completely off 
the note, like completely <laughs> not sounding like what it was supposed to sound like. Right. And like, that's fine. Cause at the end of the day, it was more about the overall performance, which I get, but they were so harsh on us when it came to dancing. And then at the end of the season, they had that top three challenge and they were expecting so much from like, as far as dancing. And it's like, well, not every queen is a dancer, just like not every queen is a singer. Yes. So are they're basically making it so that if you're not a dancer, you can't win Canada's Drag Race, which is fucked up in my opinion. But yeah. we'll see what happens with the next season, I guess. Maybe we'll get some variants next season because, like, literally with other seasons, we have plenty of seasons with the girls. The winner isn't a dancer, and I like those are some exactly of my, those are some of my favorite winners. Your Bianca's, yeah. your Jinx is. Dare I even say Sasha Valor? Like Sasha Valor isn't yeah. really a dancer. She's a great performer. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I have to ask. So when this came out, and obviously there, you know, the, the let's be real. The, the the drag race fandom can be toxic and um dare I say really? harsh. <laughs> Wait. You think so? Wait, what? Wait, what do not you mean? My friends. <laughs> In front of my salad? Um, <laughs> no, how did you feel with the reception of, I got, you know, with the under the big top, and of course people were like, oh, Reveliana, ha, 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 ha. How did that feel? Oh my God. You know what? It was crazy because, like, at first I was, I remember watching it, like, of course I knew it didn't go well after it happened, right? Okay. But I remember watching it and I was like, oh my God, this is the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Like, Fuck. I can't look at this. It's just like the way that the wig looked on me, the way that my face looked. And I, I was just like, oh my God, I can't it watch this. Like, it was such a hard part. <laughs> it was so embarrassing and so cringy to me. But then I slowly, after like a couple of weeks, I started to understand like the way that other people were appreciating it. And I was like, okay, it's iconic for what it is, but like, it's iconic. Holy shit. It was so, so like viscerally cringy for me to watch it. It was so crazy. I've been there where you're like, okay, we're at the sleepover. (laughs) We're laughing. We're laughing at something I did. And I have choices right now. I can, (laughs) I can, I can laugh with the universe or I can crawl into my little hole. It, it takes a big person to, to go there to just be like, okay, we're laughing. And you like, you had a tour that was, did you have like a little tour last year that was like named after like tricks up my sleeve? I had a makeup class, like the tricks up my sleeve makeup, makeup class. Yeah. That's where you make the coin. Where's the merch too? We got to have the merch. Yes. Um, yeah, well, I do have merch now, and it's um, it says it's what does it say on it? I forget. Oh, it just says it has like stripes on it, and it says reveal all over it. Love, love. So you can get that T-shirt on my website eve6000.com/shop. Oh it's available in red and white, or in a black incognito mode. If you don't want people yes. to know what it is, you know. So when you saw, I have to ask, when you saw the Mattymorphosis video of the girls watching, I got a trick up my sleeve. Was that yeah. tr- was that triggerama for you, or were you like, okay, <laughs> okay, we're laughing? Well, you know what's funny? Uh, actually, like I had spoken to Angeria um, uh-huh. and a couple of the other girls, Cornbread and Maddie, and and some of the other girls. I had spoken to them before their season even was promoted, and they were telling me how they were all obsessed with the the Reveliana. Uh-huh. And during their promo, they were sending me videos of them singing the song to each other. And stuff. <laughs> so oh, that's I cute. Knew- yeah, so I knew that they were like kind of obsessed with it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the unofficial fifteenth cast member of season 14. <laughs> I think you are. I think I but like 
Uh, like I then, then when Maddie posted, like Maddie had already posted it before, or someone else did. I had seen uh-huh. that video before, uh-huh. um, but then people in the comments were like, "Oh my god, they're making fun of you!" Da, da, da. I was like, "No, they're right. not making fun of me." That was, you like, know they these are, girls. But, like, even if they are, that's fine. It's a funny moment. Like we you all know, can laugh at it. I can yeah, laugh at it. So every gaggy queen on the show has had has had that moment where they fall on their face. Like every right. single even queen. even fucking Monet Exchange came out there and did you know like yes. Monet Exchange super fucking talented. One of the best. One of the most talented queens ever yes. on Drag Race. She came out for her talent show on All Stars and it was people up and you know, under cover. Under cover. When they Never take you under, <laughs> yeah. Suck it my up! favorite, my favorite though is the what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, that's right. And you know, bitch, you so, know, the top two of season eleven, shit the bed and snatch game. I mean, this this happens right. on the show. Yeah, it happens. Everyone, 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 you know, has their their fuck ups. You know, it's like whatever. And it was it was funny. Like it, I can't I can't hate it because like. I love it that. It was so iconic, you know, and people always say that I'm Choose love. Know, the most memorable girl of the season and all that stuff. And it's because of shit like that. So, of course. There you go. Well, will you, do you, you know, now we're in a post UK versus the world world. Um, right. And you are, of course, uh, you are like attending to the Canadian girls' uh, battle wounds like a World War II nurse. Seeing how insane <laughs> that season is, will do? Will you ever expose yourself to international all stars or Canadian all stars? Will you do it again? Yeah, I would absolutely do it again. But yeah. the thing is, now, um, being that I'm transitioning, like I don't want to go back to Drag Race and have to feel like I have to present. Yeah. sort of masculine, you know? Yeah. I, I, wa- I want to be further along in my transition so that I can feel comfortable presenting feminine out of drag as well. Okay, so yeah. that's something that is really important to me because I don't really want to go back to another season and have people perceive me as a man, you know? Mm. And like, I'm not the person who gets mad about like being compared to other drag queens. Like for years, people have always said like, oh, you remind me of Alexis Michelle or roxy andrews or or whatever all those people right Mm -hmm. and like that doesn't bother me as long as it's someone flattering um (laughs) (laughs) but like it bothers me now because it's like okay i've publicly come out as trans and i Mm -hmm. don't want to still be compared to men Mm. so let's stop doing that um so that's really important for me like going into another season of drag race it has to be very clear what's going on you know I love that. And I love that you've been so brave in like coming out, you know, and sharing your truth. How was that journey for you in the past year? Was it something you knew or something that kind of revealed itself? Oh my God. I'm not trying to reference Reveliana. was Was it new for you or was it like, yeah, this is something I need to be honest with myself about? It was, it was kind of like that. I mean, I, I had, I had like had my own conflicting feelings about gender for a long time. And and that's kind of why I arrived at the conclusion of the non-binary identity, because it was like, I had done drag for years. I knew that I felt much happier when I was presenting feminine. And I, and I knew that it gave me the ability to be myself a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I knew, I knew kind of what that meant for me and how important drag was for me as a form of gender um, expression mm-hmm. and really gender euphoria. Um, mm-hmm. But what I didn't recognize was that I needed to make that change, like in my actual life, like 24 seven, it can't just be like a, yeah. something that is just for entertainment, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it just, it just took me a long time, a lot of depression, a lot of like suicidal ideation, like so many things over years and years and years to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't think anything is ever going to change until I make this actual change in my life and really like live my life how I want it to be. Cause I've always felt yeah. that I would be happier living as a woman. Like even when I was like very young and I remember being like mm-hmm. three or four years old and saying, you know, before I went to bed, I would like be wishing that I would wake up as a girl the next day, you know, wow. but yeah. all of the, all of the examples of trans people that you would see on TV, especially in the nineties, like oh what gosh. Jerry Springer, like it wasn't Jerry Springer sex in the it, city had some very problematic. Oh my God. So many, trans so much transphobia. And stories. I internalized that and really yeah. like punished myself with those yeah. ideas I had of trans people. And uh, it didn't allow me to really truly be myself and accept myself. And I remember even in high school, one of my friends had said to me like, Oh, I don't think you're gay. I think you're a trans woman. And mm-hmm. I was like, ew, no, not, nah, I could never do that. Like, what are you totally. talking about? And I just really completely pushed it out and pretended that it wasn't something that I felt. And then, you know, around December, I just finally made the decision to, um, you know, accept that part of myself and, and start that journey. Cause I've, I, for a long time was thinking I'm too old, I'm too tall, I'm too big. I'm too this, that, you know, it's like, but I have to accept that like, no matter what, like, even if I'm a fat, ugly, tall girl, <laughs> oh my God, I'm still going to be happier to be perceived as a woman than to be a man, you know? Bitch, yeah. You are a juicy curvy, beautiful bitch. And you know, we're all, um, I'm, I'm trademarking this pretending that's pre 10 ding. Um, uh, we're all pretending no matter who you are, we are doing our best to love ourselves and see ourselves as, as tens, no matter what society tells us. And we all deserve to live and feel beautiful and you are beautiful. So I'm really happy for you. I'm really it's very RuPaul of you. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to, do you have anything to cry about? Cause <laughs> if, do you want to cry right now? Because if you do, that'd be really Any other trauma to camera two. Could you come over here? <laughs> I think this bitch is about to bust. Um, I actually had so much more trauma for them to exploit and I'm surprised they didn't, but oh my God. We'll, I guess they're saving it for the all stars. <laughs> You have stories now. Do yeah? How was the show more exhausting than you thought it would be? How was it? Um, it was. It was. You know what? It was a lot of fun, which mm-hmm. I expected. Like I, I knew that doing the challenges was going to be so much fun, and it really mm-hmm. was. And I actually had the most fun on the last challenge, where we finally got to do a group setting because we didn't yeah. get to do that for any of the other challenges. Yeah, and I had so much fun with those girls. Like we really like worked together so well, and I still think our group number was better than the other one. No offense to the other girls, but I oh, do think was, the Dosi hosts slammed it because there our choreo was more in sync, and our verses were actually country verses, which the other girls weren't. No it was shade, a very confusing but, week where it was like you guys did better, but the bottom right. is in your is like <laughs> what what in the sugar cane are we talking about I mean, like, yeah definitely like i just watching it back even i'm like there's no way like i'm sorry there's no way our team was better no, but regardless they, had, they made um, their decisions they made they they, yeah. they had yeah and then they told the audience what to believe <laughs> exactly well that's yeah um but yeah so i had i had so much fun doing the challenges and everything and yes it was very stressful i mean uh the the, the worst day was the very first day you know and i think mm. a lot of girls who've been on drag race say that it's like first of all 
we were not in drag for like a year before this show because it was right. like during the pandemic. So most totally. of us were not even really working and not getting in drag. And if we were in drag, it was for a webcam, you know, so we, we weren't yep. wearing heels. And yeah. suddenly I had to be in heels for, you know, six, seven hours that first day. Mm-hmm. And then after we did all of that completely exhausting stuff to start the day and to do the mini challenge and everything, then we had to immediately start working on the actual outfit like for the first runway. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't get to go home and sleep now. Like I have to actually stay here and work on this outfit for four hours in the hot ass workroom. Yes. And then at the end of the day, before we all went home, I was like, by the way, when we're not filming, can you please turn off the camera lights? Cause it was really hot in here. Yeah. And they were like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. I'm like, oh, no fucking shit. Yeah, I should have no- said something earlier, shouldn't I? Like, what that the hell? happens. In any production, the mm-hmm. people on screen have to remind the people behind the camera, right. we are not dolls. Like, we are right. hungry, thirsty, tired humans uh, because yes. it can just be so easy. And, you know, I'm not saying they're evil for it, but it just happens no, in every production. Yeah. They're just like, it's, oh, no, oh, I forgot. I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to do my job. I forget you are a living human thing. Right. And it, it's just like an oversight. It's not like they intended to make us exactly or anything, but yeah. like you just have, I, and I'm glad I spoke up because I was one of the only girls that would actually say things about stuff like that. Yeah. And then they would make changes and I'm like, okay, we got it. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's a, it's a th- must in every production and everyone has been there where you're like, damn. And speaking mm-hmm. of, I mean, I gotta say, wait, did you have, to a day to rehearse and you did your musical the next day? Um, Because that's I what these girls allegedly remember. did. Okay. Well, regardless. Think, okay, so what happened was they gave us the, um, the musical on our MP3s, I think the day before we started filming the first episode. Mm-hmm. So we had the musical ahead of time to listen to it. We did on your not iPad and I know she better don't. Right. Well, it's like a off-brand, you know, little MP3 okay. thing. Um, oh, we can't even afford Apple, bitch. <laughs> well, I think it's probably easier to work with because they load it on USB and all that shit. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we had we had the musical ahead of time, so we knew what the parts were, and so we knew what we wanted, mm. right? So I knew what I wanted, and then um, we, I think we got, yeah, I think like a day to rehearse, and um. And then for me, luckily, I didn't have choreo because with my role, it was all about the reveals. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about dancing. It was just about like, walk to the end of the stage, take this mm-hmm. off, then take this off, then take this off. You know, did so you I didn't once even... or twice. Uh, we did it twice. Um, yeah. And I didn't even have a choreo segment at all. Like literally we were, we were sitting there. I was huh. waiting for to be called up for the choreo and they're like, we're done. Like, that's fine. And then, and then the next day Hollywood like just had like five minutes to like talk to me about it. And he's like, all you have to do is like, just walk up to walk up and do like a little bump and, you know, do this and this, you know? So it was um, good for me to not have choreo. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was not a lot of time, but we did get to rehearse with um, Tom Allison. Um, we did, like the vocal rehearsal and 
let me tell you, like my <laughs> vocal in that part, first of all, it sounds almost exactly like how it sounded on the track. Okay. So okay. how I sang that is how it was supposed to sound. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. that first note was so difficult to get because the music does not have a cue for it. So sure. you're, you're not naturally going to come with that sound if you're listening to the music. And <laughs> even the, even Tom Allison, who was trying to train me how to hit it, even he couldn't nail it without listening to it. Like yeah. it was so odd and strange. And that's why I was so focused on the vocal, which sounds funny because I'm not a, I'm not a vocalist, you know, uh-huh. like when I said I was a singer, I meant I can record in a studio and make it sound nice. Like that's what I meant by singer. I think it's cursed. And I sang like I sang I think- in my audition tape. And if you heard it, you'd be like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Cause I know how to record for a studio. I'm not yeah. a live stage singer. I've never done that in my life. So well, also really the track crazy. is empty. Like the track itself is pop, up, up. It's like an empty track. So it's yeah. going to not, it's not going to help you. And um, I felt like they lowered it too. <laughs> dude, you you know they probably <laughs> like, did. It really felt you, like it was very know. quiet in the show, in the episode. I was like, it was not Diva, this quiet. You know they probably did. And you because yeah. you know they're they're directing us towards seeing what they want us to see so that the audience at home goes, ah, yes, this is what happened. And then they gave Gia all the auto-tune and all the echo and reverb. And I'm like, okay, I see what it they're happens. doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah, happens yeah. every, it, they bring it to you every bowl of yes. the shenanigans. <laughs> but I will say they, your, I got a trick up my sleeve should be used to start gay seances. I think that's right. a great way to, <laughs> to try to get in touch with the gay souls of the beyond. <laughs> yeah. I love okay. that. Then, th- oh my God, sell a gay Ouija board. Um, that's a, <laughs> and I got a trick up my sleeve game board. We're just gonna, we're gonna keep working on merch here. Um, well, we're gonna dive into this set, but quickly, silence, Eve. I feel like taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> this headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers. Aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an aura frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an aura frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. 
come on, y'all. We've all been there. We want to spend a little bit of extra dough on a big night out or a last minute gift for like your boo. Sometimes money just can be, uh, dare I say, complicated. Well, worry not because earning helps you get your money today as opposed to later. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, wake up because earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. You can get up to $100 per day or 750 bucks per pay period. Earning is used by over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability. So why don't you go ahead and download Earning today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Drag Her Under Podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's Drag Her Under Podcast. Get some extra dough. Have a little fun. And don't wait for your employer to give you your money, honey. Earnin is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hi, I bet you're a little intimidated of therapy. Be honest, I think we all are. Um, It's kind of scary until you get into it and you realize, oh, holy shit, this is the land of Oz and I could be in the Emerald City all goddamn day long. That's what BetterHelp has done for me. It's put me in touch with a licensed professional therapist who is able to communicate with me in ways that people in my life can't. Don't just talk to your Judies, okay? Because your Judies can't be as direct as a licensed professional therapist can. And these therapists can talk to you in any way you like. You can chat, you can do video, you can do phone calls. It really helps me to have that malleability. And I know it'll help you too. So why not do that while saving money? Money that traditional therapy can't guarantee. That's right. BetterHelp gives it to you for cheaper, entirely online, conveniently, flexibly, suited to your schedule, mama. So go fill out the brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed professional therapist. Want to switch? Guess what? There's no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. Ooh, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Bring back my break. We're back. We're with Eve. We're going to talk Moulin Rouge, the musical. And well, first of all, can I say, how did you feel about Lala Perusa? How'd you feel about that app? Oh, I thought it was so much fun. I think, you know, a lot of these girls are really talented lip sync performers. So it was mm-hmm. a really great showcase for this cast in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Georges was amazing. I thought Lady Camden was amazing. And she also really surprised with the fact that I'm not just a dancer. I also can do a really good, like, soulful R&B ballad performance. I was so yeah. impressed with her. I was not expecting that from her, especially somebody British. Because if yeah. you watch Drag Race UK, the lip syncs on there are trash so <laughs> like wow. we all know that because the two UK girls they're not lip syncers they don't lip like sync normally five, a lot of them sing live but they're shows yeah. so like there's like it's, five girls who are good at it and every other queen is not exactly yeah. like Tace, yeah. Tace walked in there and she's like Tace. oh 
she, she knew that she could never lose the lip sync because Same. all the girls she was up against Vantity had no Malarned. chance. Like, I love yes, Vanity, Vanity. But everyone, yes. yeah. Yeah, you're right. You should bring Lady Camden over there for a season and just put her in the bottom every week and she'll just make the lip syncs good for the whole season. Agree. <laughs> She's... She is fucking good at it. And no one shit the bed. So it was very, it was a very stressful episode to watch of like, oh, I am attached to these girls. And they did Swept Away by Diana Ross, which is one of my favorite Diana Ross songs ever. Oh, God. If they do It's My House next season, I'm going to lose it. Like, yeah. Love. That is a fun ass song. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, it's a lot of pressure though, because you're doing Rue's favorite shit. That I would, I would fill up my diaper with shit if I had to perform Diana Ross in front of Rue. Oh, I would love it. I would just be serving so much pussy and just like, oh my God, just moving, flipping the hair and everything. I make sure to wear a human unit for that. (laughs) Oh my God. Feel like pussy. Feel like cunt. You got to. So, okay, here we go. I'll show you the front. Ow. (laughs) We're doing Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is a fun, silly take on Moulin Rouge. Sure. I don't love the movie Moulin Rouge, but sure. Let's, let's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun genre to, to dabble in with us queers, I guess. Did you, would you, you, you would be pumped to do this one. Well, I do love Nicole Kidman. She's a great um, Gemini, you know, fellow Gemini. Gemini, okay. Love that. I think we have the same birthday, maybe. I can't remember. Work. Um, I mean, hers is many, many years ahead of mine, but. um, (laughs) But we love we love the accent work. We love that she she finds an accent. There's no accent okay, she'll say no to. That's the I don't like about Nicole Kidman because <laughs> yeah. honestly, I'm, every movie I watch where she tries to do an American accent or a TV show, Same. I'm like, why can't she just be Australian in the show? Like, I let's just like make her Australian. To eat peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> She's not, it's so strange. Yeah, I agree. It's fully. so not believable ever. It's like, why can't she just be Australian? Let her be Australian. Let her bitch. be Australian. Yeah, bitch. She's, she did Russian recently. She's a mess. She's all over the map. <laughs> She's still an icon, but, you know, she's a messy icon. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what in this, okay, we're in this ruse, Cull. What part would you want in Moulin Rouge? You know, obviously there's a lot of fighting happening about getting a certain, certain parts. What would you want? Oh, my God. I would love the saltine part. Like, mm. honestly, it had so much, like, meat to it, but I would love to sing it myself. That's the thing. Because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like... It's it's okay. I know there's like jukebox musicals, right? Where they mm-hmm. they use a bunch of songs by one artist, right? But imagine if you went to one of those, and instead of the actual performers on stage singing it, they were lip syncing to someone else performing those songs. Why? Ooh. Like, yeah, I hate I, um, that. I hate that so much. Like, I have to agree. I have to agree, and that that goes right into my critique of the. I like the rusical, but I'm like, oh my, do we really need another rusical where we're covering RuPaul lyrics? I personally think no. I mean, it's not the RuPaul lyrics that bother me. It's just the fact that the girls aren't singing it. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's pre-recorded, like they did with the Madonna rusical, at least yeah. let the girls record their vocals and lip sync to their own vocals. That is a rusical. Yeah. I don't like the idea of the girls not even singing the songs like that yeah. bothers me. Like that's not a musical. That's a lip sync challenge. That's like bitch perfect or any of the other lip sync challenges, you know? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And, but I guess do people count bitch perfect as a musical? I guess they do. They shouldn't. 
They shouldn't. Eve said what she said. Um, and I am not changing it. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. It's very interesting what, what the criteria, the criteria seems to change quite a bit on what they want from a rusical performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I personally would have liked to have seen more more of the writing. Uh, uh, just like have fun with the world of Moulin Rouge. It's such an insane, bad movie. Um, I think we could have had more fun making fun of the movie as opposed to referencing Jealous of My Boogie for the genuinely 700th time. Um, but right. that's just my opinion. I do live for the who who's going to get the role drama. Like, oh, girl. Okay, let me tell you. Like, I've seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, like they're acting so entitled. This is so rude. Da, 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 da. When I saw Candy Muse on season thirteen and how mm-hmm. she just like staked her claim on what she wanted and said, yeah. "All right, I'm taking this role and I'm about to start rehearsing it." When yeah. I went into my season, I was like, "Invoke the spirit of Candy Muse, bitch." Candice yes. Museum is within me, and if, if there's a role that I want, I'm fucking taking it. And that's what I did. I did not let I the other it. girls shake me off of the roles that I wanted. Because at the end of the day, we all know every yep. role is not created equally. No. And that is 100% true in Drag Race. I don't care nope. what they say. Nope. Every role does not have the same potential, okay? And and you can see nope. that, like, episode two, I picked the wrong role. <laughs> episode three... Yeah. I picked the correct role and I yes. got to do what I needed to do. So that was such a fun, it, was not, it wasn't called Scream. I forgot what it was called, but that Screech. was such, Screech. That was such a fun app. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, you did. So that was such, yeah, I love that you, yeah, you have to be greedy. Was that the biggest fight on your season? Like fighting for your role in Screech? What was, what was the biggest little, oh, I want well, it, I want it. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think episode two we had a couple of girls that wanted um, uh, Kosa, Kosa, what was her name? Uh, I forget what they ended up going with for the name okay. of the lead role. Uh, that mm-hmm. was Cynthia's role. Uh-huh. And I also kind of wanted that role because that song was like in an actual key that I could sing. Mm-hmm. And it would have been so much easier to sing that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go for it because I was like, I don't really see myself as like the ingenue, mm. you know, the like naive blonde, whatever. And my mm. other idea was the ring mistress. And I could have taken it because Kendall was so amenable. Like Kendall would have been like, yeah, absolutely. Everyone can take everything <laughs> for me and I'll just do whatever's left. <laughs> like Kendall was so sweet like that in that, That's in that funny. challenge. Uh-huh. Um, so I could have taken that, but I thought it would be too big for me. And then I learned, like, you know, episode three, that you should always just take the biggest role because then you have the most opportunity to impress. Yep. Yep. That's true. That's true. And, you know, I got to give, you know, every girl who does Drag Race, who does the Rusicals, give you credit because yeah, <laughs> we'll get to it. But I just have to say right now, the fact that RuPaul comes in the workroom and says, Moulin Rouge, the Rusical you'll be doing tomorrow. Keyword. <laughs> Tomorrow, like what the fuck? Like so, and then and then after you do the rusical, you are going to get served on the on the main stage as if you were have been doing this rusical for four weeks, like as if you've been preparing for a month. It's like it's a lot, and you know, you know, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. In those moments, do you just bite your tongue? Do have did you ever want to be like? I learned this yesterday at that fucking 9 p.m. <laughs> and then you brought me back to set at 6 a.m. 
Well, I think um, during the the girl group challenge, my thing was I kept saying like, well, did they expect me to become Janet Jackson overnight? Like, I'm not a dancer. So what? Like, And honestly, if you watch it, I was pretty much in step with everyone else. Like, I, of course, my box step was not 100% perfect, but I don't walk around doing a fucking box step, bitch. Like, that's not my 100. life. So what do you expect? Like, so I don't know. That was my thing. But I, I didn't really, I didn't talk back to the judges until like the end, because at that point I was sick of it and I was so ready to go but I really kept quiet and I smiled and took everything that they were saying and I think I internalized it too much Uh which is why it got to me you know but I should have Honestly, maybe I should have talked back and then maybe I would have been able to brush it off a little easier. You know, if, if, if nothing else, you know, they, the, the cam, you get more camera time. <laughs> right. So catch me on all stars. I will be talking back to Michelle. <laughs> Messy. I love it. I love it. Well, but at the end, weren't you just kind of like calling out like kind of the, the kind of double standard of it all? Well, yeah, and I mean, that's how it felt to me. And also it was frustrating being in there with the Brat Pack because oh I was God. actually watching, um, I was watching episode four and in the very beginning when we're coming back from the lip sync, the Brat Pack walks in holding hands and you can hear me in the background. I don't know why they included this clip because it's so funny. You can hear me in the clap ground, in the background talking to the other girls and going, oh, we don't got no fucking hands to hold. Ah! <laughs> Fuck my life. Yep. Because, like, yep. I love those girls, but, like, it's not fair. Like, part of the difficulty of being in Drag Race is not having your close friends to soundboard everything on and to test things with and have them yeah. give you confidence and boost you up. Like, there's no... Yeah. It was not fair, in my opinion, to to have three well, best friends, no. you know? Well, they don't. Like, they want you to. They want you to crack. I mean, that's that's the the beauty of Alaska Talks. Which I mean, and I mean that in the canon of Drag Race, they right. know it works, and they want if they, they want it to but break. If they you. had cast, if they had cast someone like Gia by herself, they mm-hmm. could have gotten her to crack without her two best friends there. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is this is good tea because that the, would have what been we, more entertaining, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, ooh, I can't wait for you to be messy on All Stars. Um, so we're chit-chatting, whatever. We're rehearsing. Classic, classic, classic. Um, in, you know, we, we, you, you've been here for the classic rehearsal we're going to get in your head. When you were rehearsing for Rusicals or anything, do you feel like they were, like, poking at you to, like, get more out of you? No. Actually, no, not at all. Honestly, oh, like— nice to hear. I actually had like had such a good time on set and like I felt like the producers and everybody were so accommodating to us like 99% of the time and mm-hmm. I really felt like so supported like I really felt like the I whole set that. was so supportive and all the other girls were really supportive too um you know, the only part that I had difficulty with was really the judging. But again, it's not like the judges were doing anything mean. They just were giving their opinions and they just didn't really see it for me. So that's just kind of how I felt about it. But like, yeah, overall though, like on the set, like during all the rehearsing and everything, like I had really fun, like banter with everybody. So it never felt, it never felt like too much pressure or, or negativity or anything like that. Work. Can we go ahead and gag over this RuPaul look? Oh my God, she looks so good. Oh my God. I mean, I my jaw dropped. And it's just, you know, this is a lovely departure for Ru. Obviously, like the cover of her like Mama Ru album. I, uh-huh. I'm obsessed. This is so fun and weird and still Ru. I love it. 
Yeah, I love it. I think it's so gorgeous. And honestly, I like most of RuPaul's looks. Um, Mm -hmm. The only thing I don't like about this is that ankle boot. Because let me tell you, Mm. like, I've internalized this from years and years and years of watching Drag Race. Mm -hmm. You can't do an ankle boot because that cuts off the line of your leg. And you want your legs to look as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And we know RuPaul has the longest legs in human history. But... She's a fucking brontosaurus bitch. Leg. I still wanted that pump, or or even a full black stocking all the way down with a pump at yeah. the end would have been sickening. You know, I just I don't like ankle right. boots in this. Something like this, yeah. Even like the like yeah, like kind of like you're saying like the ankle boot, but with some sort of like open um open front toe element, like that could still give you the edge that could of. Help. Yeah, I could just mm-hmm. open it up while still giving you the edge of that boot height, booty. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm with you. I think that's a good call. This blue, red, black leather patch bumblebee puss Looks moment. So good. It's really good. The wig is really fun. And it's smaller, which once again, Rue is the has been the, from the church of bigger hair, a better drag. Right. So this is a departure. Yeah, every every now and then she'll do something slick back like this. And I think Raven has painted her like so beautifully that like it really, you know, Raven uses her own foundations to paint Rue and <laughs> But no, it, it looks great. It looks fantastic. And yeah, kudos kudos to all of them. <laughs> it's not often I am gagged stupid, but you just gagged me, bitch. That is funny. <laughs> Fuck. Um, we're, we're, we're kicking now through the Moulin Rouge. We're watching it. Obviously we're opening with our number, which is an, a big old allusion to the, the hit Moulin Rouge featuring your Missy Misdemeanor Elliot, your Pink, your Maya, Lil' Kim and Christina. Um, and these are pretty much the roles that make up charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent. Yeah, absolutely. It's very clear that we're doing an homage to Lady Marmalade, which is lovely. <coughs> I love that Patty LaBelle classic. <laughs> Patty LaBelle classic, and I love I love that um, justice for Diabetti because you know in the first episode she did pink and it w- or she did a pink lip sync and it was not so great. Sent her home. Remember that eight months ago, um, right? <laughs> and it was uh, it was a good moment for her to be like, oh yes, you can do pink. I like this is good. This is great. Yeah. No, it, it's great. I think she looks amazing, and it's the perfect role for her. Mm-hmm. I think all the girls got the exact role that they that they needed. To be honest, I agree. I agree. I mean, I like Angeria did great. You know, mm-hmm. I you know Maya. There's nothing. Maya is the smallest archetype, so she pretty much just brought Angeria to it. Um, yeah, but I thought she did good. Yeah, she was great. Um, okay, what let's talk about Deja's, you know, Lil Kim overall as a mm-hmm. whole. They they were like, we loved the the fierceness of it, but they didn't they weren't sure if she won the day. What'd you what'd you feel? Yeah, I felt pretty much the same as what Michelle said. It was like mm-hmm. she was getting kind of lost in the ensemble. But when she came out and did the rap number, that's when it really came to life. And I was like, oh, that's what she's doing. Okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The rap was really good. And yeah, the the rest, I'm not so I'm not I'm not I don't know either way, frankly, because there's so much going on in <laughs> fucking musicals. But yeah, it was it was a gag. It, it wasn't bad. Um, This but this was one where if I had to guess, I would have put Deja on the bottom. But just because it's like everyone did pretty good, I think they're going to put her in the bottom. But they did not. Um, yeah, I, I actually could see Georges, though, because um. <clears throat> 
Georges is an amazing dancer and like absolutely a great performer. She would wash me in any song ever, but sometimes I do see yeah, her face same. and and she I see her lose it in her face and yeah. I saw it big time in this. There was parts where the vocals were giving a lot of attitude and a lot of um like I'm a big like lip sync girl like when you're performing a song where the vocalist is really straining and really giving their all vocally, you yeah. can't look like you're just kind of like passing it off like it's nothing. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't you can't really look work. like you're sipping an iced tea in the hammock. Exactly. <laughs> you, have to, you have to give the full energy of the vocal. No matter what you're doing with your dancing, the vocal has to be there in your face. It has to look like you're really singing that, in my opinion. I fully agree. I think you're right. She was, you know, and I think it was the the musical theater gods cursing her. They were like, "Oh, so you don't like yeah, musical theater?" Exactly, okay, diva. <laughs> um, yeah, she could have used more theatricality or characterization because there wasn't yeah. any. Um, mm-hmm. She's amazing, but yeah, there wasn't characterization, which is what they wanted. I did like that she wore the breastplate to fit the character, though, because yeah. in the lyrics it talks about, like, having the big boobs and stuff. I like that yeah. she actually was like, okay, let me wear a breastplate for this because that will make sense, you know? The hair I did love. I <laughs> also enjoyed Lady Camden's sort of, you know, lead. She was excellent. Ringleader. She was great. And I can't, mm-hmm. I gotta say, it made me immediately be like, damn, I kind of wish we got to see Lady Camden as a saltine. I kind of yep. was like, damn, I wish I, I wish we saw that. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about Bosco, right? They, they do have critiques for her of like, they feel she was too Bosco or maybe not yeah. emotional enough, which I kind mm-hmm. of agree with. Oh, I absolutely agreed. Cause even watching it, like I was like, okay, She's not giving enough to these moments. And I yeah. understand maybe because she had such a big role, there were so many things she had to do. Yeah. Um, but I could see that, like, I know Bosco can perform and she was just not giving enough to the more, the most dramatic moments. Like the sneezes, she really needed to take it over the top with her movement, her expression. And it just wasn't yeah. giving that. Um but I thought overall, like dance wise, from what I could see as someone who's not a dancer, I thought she did well in terms of executing the role dance wise. It's just there was a lot of parts where she was supposed to really hit with the emotion and sell it with the sort of campiness. And she kind of missed the mark on those. Yeah, she did well. But, you know, Rue was like, you could have done better. And I agree. I think those mm-hmm. emotional availability moments, those 10 like this, like tender moment with Leland where you know you you have to give us the romantic comedy fantasy and I think she had a little bit of the drag queen veneer up that protective veneer yes. which look we all do and but we needed and, some like we softness. just saw sorry to interrupt but we just no, saw please. she did that big sneeze and then she kind of just held her face there blank yeah. And it's like, no, after you do a big sneeze like that, you need to like be heaving or something. Like you need to, <laughs> yeah. there has to be something after it. You can't just do the sneeze and then just be blank until your next line. Like that cross doesn't work. Cross your eyes. Yeah. Cross your eyes. Right. <laughs> Is it dumb that I also am like noticing her empty boobs, empty boobs, <laughs> yeah, empty boobs I mean, syndrome in a corset? I, I feel like looking at this outfit, I feel like this is wardrobe department. So yeah, we, <laughs> Fuck wardrobe. I hate those strips of sequins. I hate that on it almost It looks any very look. cheap, but... It um, always looks bad. Yeah. But regardless, she did good. They wanted her to do better. Yeah, I wonder, like, I wish... Obviously, she learned this musical yesterday, to be fair. Right. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I wanted a little bit more. I do like Look. her hair. <laughs> yeah. 
I like I'm trying to think what I would say if I was like directing. I think I would just be like, you know, it's kind of similar to like I can't believe I'm referencing All Stars Four when they were like the Sarah Jessica Parker. Remember when Naomi Smalls was Sarah Jessica Parker? It's this like role where you need to like you need to basically you are the every woman, and she right. didn't connect to this every woman thing that pulls the audience in. Um, yes, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Okay, we're gonna talk more about how um, this hilarious drag rusical is stolen by the tiniest gay man in the world. But first, silence. I feel like taking a break. Hi, listeners. Here to tell you about a very important organization called Al Otro Lado, which helps to reunify families which have been ripped apart due to our country's cruel border policies. As you know, since 2018, many people have been suffering through these policies, which have taken children away from their parents. And Al Otro Lado is working to reunify families. They've already reunified over 100 refugee families and they create legal and humanitarian support to refugees, deportees, and other migrants in the United States and Tijuana. We want you to get involved today. Help me support Al Otro Lado and donate today. You can find the link to donate to Al Otro Lado in the description of this episode below or go to gum.fm slash charity and donate today. You can also consider volunteering with the organization, which offers opportunities that are both in-person and virtual. The best way to get involved is by filling out an application on their website at alotrolado.org slash volunteer. That's A-L-O-T-R-O-L-A-D-O dot org slash volunteer. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Are you seeing some triggering ads on social media? Stuff about summer bodies, stuff about the diet cleanse, stuff about trimming down. Fuck that noise. That stuff is triggering for me, and I assume it's triggering for someone else listening. That's why I use BetterHelp. BetterHelp allows me to get in touch with a licensed professional therapist who can help me recharge, who can help me de- decrap my brain because those negative images and slogans can really creep in and give me negative body talk. You know what I mean? Any form of negative self-talk that is traumatic for me. And um, thankfully, I'm using these tools and being honest about them and articulating them in a way that takes the power away from them. If you're thinking about therapy, you should give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. That's how I found my personal therapist. I found my sweet spot with BetterHelp. So go, visit betterhelp.com slash drag her today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drag her. Go, find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Thank you to Angie for sponsoring this HeadGum podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Indeed. So if you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Yeah, doing stuff yourself seems fun, but then you actually get to, you know, 
solving a problem and you realize that mm-hmm. you can create 10 more problems and then you probably should have just paid a, yeah. a professional to deal with it right off the bat. You can easily injure and or maim yourself as well. Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. You just get the app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. It's very convenient. It sure is, folks, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. So download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Thank you, Angie. Angie Angie.com. Thank you. Bring back my break. Hey, oh, I, I should say, bring my, bring back my break. Um, <laughs> We are here with Eve. I'm so gagged. And we're now talking this rusical. Um, we have, why am I forgetting this gay icon's name? Uh, Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan steals the show during this rusical. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love Leslie Jordan. Leslie Jordan is so fucking funny. Now, look, if anybody finds out that he's racist or something, I didn't know that. <laughs> Same. Oh, God, you never I hope know that's with these true. old white people. I'm you never just saying, know. But no, Leslie Jordan is, is an icon. Love. Obviously, all jokes and everything. Um, but one thing um, that's really, really funny, I don't know if you saw this, but Cornbread said that she was going to do Leslie Jordan for Snatch Game. Yes, that would have now, been can everything. Can you imagine? <laughs> Everything, <laughs> like just the physical comedy of that I is think so she's funny. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I would live for that. Yeah, cornbread, and I want cornbread to come back. I know she's busy. She's a little busy, and she said she's yeah. not coming back for season fifteen. I hope that means she comes back for another season. I'm sure she will eventually. I think she also said, you know, same same thing that I said, which is that you know, being early in in our transition, like. We mm. would both want to progress more in that first before we come back to Drag Race, which I feel obviously yeah. I relate to that exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that this season has so many trans girls on it. I think that's so exciting. Yeah. That was crazy. In 2020, I made a post saying for season, um, I think it was season 13 that we were speculating on at that point. And I said, for season 13, I would love if they would have five or or I said six trans girls instead of six New York girls. <laughs> and then yeah. we finally got... Um, we finally got five it. trans girls, pretty five. much. I mean, we'll lower the jury still out, but she's trans femme. Anyway, um, yeah. and then... Um, I had also made a post that same year saying, oh, I pity the girls who have to be on Drag Race with Georges because da 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 Because I've been standing Georges for years, honey. She's incredible. And then look what happens. The same year, same season. Damn. Miss Georges is on there. She's sending everybody home every fucking week. <laughs> oh, my God. And it is so funny now that literally just in in the talking head, there's no trans... Like, the, the how do, there's no secret in any way that the girls are like, RuPaul wants to donate her organs, her skin, her teeth to Georges. <laughs> like if Georges is in jail, Rue is making bail for her. Like those big old organs are not going to fit in Georges' ah! little body. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's funny. Jo- RuPaul is twice the size of Georges. Literally 200% funny. of Georges. Oh my God. Well, now now I would love to see, an, oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> oh my God, we got you a heart transplant and bitch, your heart grew three sizes that night. Um, <laughs> how'd you feel about Willow Pills, you know, green fairy moment? I, I, I thought I Willow enjoyed. was good. 
I, I, th- I thought Willow was good. I thought she could have given it a little bit more in the face. Yeah. Um, which, of course, me saying that ironic, you know, but I th- I think like she could have just given a little bit more passion to it. But I understand like she obviously had a lot to do and she was focusing on the dancing, which I, I think she did a great job at. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think in the end it was a successful role, especially compared to some of the other performances for sure. Yeah. It's a risky hard part too, right? Because you're like, you're mm-hmm. in it very little. I was like, also because, you know, musicals get longer and longer every day. You know? Right. Yes. Every day. Musicals <laughs> get, grow by <laughs> minutes and minutes. The, in the, the arms mo- of the angel. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you do something to shorten your musicals? Do it yes. now before musicals grow to 45 fucking minutes. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like, I loved it. It was the talent here was amazing, and of course, the judges have to um, nitpick at these girls' amazing accomplishments to um, send mm-hmm. some bitch home. Yeah, yep. Okay, well, let's go ahead and chirp and burp this runway. So you might be new to this Eve, but on this the only Drag Race podcast, if we like a look, we chirp it. If we're less gagging, we burp it. Okay. Okay. Now the theme. Mirror, mirror. Um, well, first of all, what would you do for this runway? I got to know. Did, did anything come to your mind where I was like, bitch, this is what I would have done? Oh, I would have done. Okay, so I suspect that the prompt they were given was slightly different than what they said. Like saying mirror, oh, mirror. It probably, it probably was more like reflective, da 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 Like it probably was a more specific. Because uh-huh. a lot of times they give us a more specific prompt because they, they want us to know exactly what they want. But then when they change it to a pun, it doesn't always fit exactly what was given to us, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I do think that... Um, I probably would have done something like the evil queen from uh, Snow White, but made it more mm. mirror-esque and like yes. everything super reflective, like iridescent or not, maybe not iridescent, but like super shiny silver fabric and like with actual mirrors everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I would have been something like that as opposed to, mm. you know, I don't know what the other girls did, but um, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's pretty good, genius. Though. That's a fucking good idea. I would have come out as a Coke mirror and just called it a fucking day. <laughs> like, like I would have been like, bitch, I got no silhouette. I am an oval. Um, I wonder if they would let you. Because now these days, Drag Race is so. so family friendly. I wonder if you, there's a, you're right. You, they would not. No, it would I be another so. Manila can't wear tampons moment. That well, it's also would, like, honestly, even with that situation, like when Manila talked about it and, and Rupert. Paul said that mm-hmm. it might be offensive. Like, I think RuPaul was looking out for her and saying, like, hey, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Because honestly, if Manila had worn that, mm-hmm. I guarantee there would have been people saying that she shouldn't be wearing that. So yeah. It's kind of it, the show, the show looks out for you a lot when you're a contestant. Like they definitely try that's their sweet. best to make sure that we're not doing anything that's gonna get us in trouble. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good call. I mean, yeah, yeah, I uh, that's a good call. I mean, the fact that the show is 
you know, doing has some part in like uh, ma- making the girls, you know, not have such strange social media journeys. Because yeah, bottom, you will have a weird social media journey. Period. Right. No matter what. And there was the a situation bad. on our season, and I'm not going to say like who or what it was, but there was a situation on our season where production was halted so that one of the girls would could change what she was doing because they were worried that it w- could be offensive. Drag you know. Her. So and it's not it's not like she had any intention to be aff- offensive with it, of course. Um, but what it was, they thought like this could be taken the wrong way, so let's do something else. And then we had to change the whole thing. So it wow. was you had to refilm, not refilm, but we had to get ready again. But I'm not going to say what it was. <laughs> Love it. Wow. But there, there's the situations mysteries. where production looks out for us and makes sure that nothing could be perceived the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's fascinating. That is mm-hmm. fucking wild. Okay, let's talk Lady Camden's Mira Mira look. Um, you go, you go. <laughs> this is a chirp. This is the what the hell? Yeah. He's chirping like a chirping like a. Need that clip on a soundboard. Oh yeah, I am with you one million percent. Um, yeah, this is my favorite thing Lady Camden's ever worn. I love this. Yeah, so I, I much. really love it. I'm. I'm not a super big fan of the makeup. I mean, I like I like how decisive mm. she was with it and how different it is, but I just mm-hmm. feel like it's not the most flattering on her face compared to how I've seen her face look in other things. But I do think it's a cool choice. I like what she did with the tights, how they gradient down, and then she stoned them up. I love that. And I love the reflective pieces, how they're all uniquely sort of shaped in this little star shape and the swoopy hair, like she's a fairy in Shrek. Like, I love love the laserness of it all. I think it's really great. I definitely, definitely a chirp. You know those like creepy Christmas seventies puppets. I for you know like you know all all the puppet specials from the seventies with Rudolph and the right. elves. I totally She's see that giving me that, and I fucking love it. It is so good. The color the, gradient the, is ugh. La, la, la. The frost miser. Yeah, it's very frost. That thank you, thank you. Yeah, frost miser. I see what you're saying. I love the shape of the cone head. I like the asymmetrical yeah. collar thing. Uh-huh. This might be my favorite one of the runway. And I really I like that this. she lined the blazer with that reflective material that when you put the flash on it, it yes. glows like that. Very smart. And it's because really then she can go jogging after this and be safe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, th- it is good. I'm happy about this. Okay, Bosco yeah. coming out referencing Bosco. I know Mugler and that um this famous Japanese uh, uh artist, Soriyama. Uh-huh. Um Robot. What do you think? Robot puss. It's a little bit of the Beyonce sweet dreams, but in silver. Ooh, yes. Um, I think it's really good. I think, you know, it's it's beautifully done and she looks amazing. I love the headpiece. I love the shoulder pieces, the mm-hmm. leg pieces, how everything's fitting on her, how she oiled up her skin. She mm-hmm. looks so good. I just mm-hmm. wish that it wasn't the same bra corset panty that we've seen for four yeah. episodes in a row. If she had worn this and not the other corsets, then we would be gagged. Exactly. If she had never worn this throughout the season, if she had not worn this silhouette before, I would have been gagged by this look. But because she's worn it so many times, it just read similar in my mind. But I still think it's a great look. I think she looks amazing. And I think it's definitely a, a chirp. 
I do have to chirp it, but I'm very upset at her because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm very upset because she's, she's worn this so many times. On um, one hand, you don't get to choose the order, but yep, also that's true like, for me. For me going into Drag Race, I made sure all of my looks were very different from one another. You None had of them very were different similar. silhouettes. Yeah, so I I made sure to completely make sure that even even if it was a similar silhouette as one I've worn before, they were very different styles, very different takes, very different hair, makeup, everything. So oh every single look I had was completely different, and that yes. way, no matter what order they were in, I would never look like I'm wearing the same thing every week. Oh my god. Your future pop star look is popping out to my brain because I fucking loved it. And I love those fucking glasses. What was the prompt for that? Because that was one where I was like, this is a confusing prompt. Yeah, it was monochromatic futuristic pop princess. Wow. But then uh, when we got the title of the actual runway, it was monochromatica, which was perfect. Right, right. So it really, and me and Gia both had obviously the same inspiration. We both were looking at those modern like Mugler bodysuits that all the pop mm-hmm. stars are wearing now. And we're like, okay, let's do monochromatic take on that. And we both did the rhinestone hair and everything. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we're just, you know. I get it. it. It was, it's very, it was in the zeitgeist. Yes. Willow Pill giving you 70s overall. She's giving me. She's giving me the first slut that gets killed in the 70s slasher. Um, Yeah. I don't love this. I don't love it. I'm not crazy about it. The fabric, I mean. Oh, I just don't no. like that. It's not giving reflective enough to be mirror mirror. Um, no. She probably just like couldn't find the right fabric in, in time. I mean, yeah. I like the pieces that were added to it. I think there's a cool design to it. I just don't think it fits the theme. Yeah. Um, and the shoulder pieces, I'm not really a fan of in this. Cause I know no. she's done a couple of outfits that have like structured shoulder pieces, but these ones I don't really like. It's goofy. It's very, Yua Hamasaki's crows on a stick coming out of her back. It's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to burp it. It's it's fine. Yeah. The hair is gorgeous. I'm the face. It. I'm gonna have to burp it. Um, yeah, she does look very pretty. Willow's face is pretty. one of those faces that like I just every time I see her on the show, I just think she's more and more pretty. Like the more I get used to her, I'm like, oh my god, I love her. It's face. a gag. She is gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she does a great job changing it up, but I think this is a cha- this is one time where it was like she chose variety over the best choice. Yeah, I agree. Mm-mm-mm. And Jiria. Ah! I have problems with this look. Oh, okay. Tell talk to me, Diva. I think okay, I think first of all, Angeria is great. Yes. And almost all of her looks are flawless. Mm-hmm. This one I don't like because the nude delusion that is happening here <laughs> is unacceptable. Convince I, I yourself. When you do a nude illusion, you uh-huh. have to cover the parts of the body that would not be flat like that. So her whole ass crack area is out and there's no ass crack. So what are you I doing? See. Like you've got to cover those areas. And also this is not reflective. It's not a mirror. It's, it's iridescent. Wow. That's not what the theme was. So I think she looks great still, but cover that ass, first of all. Yeah. And the um the mesh over top of the nude spandex is moraying. 
Like, oh, you know, it's yes. like um, over the, on the, the camera. camera thing that they always talk about. It's meringue yeah. around her crotch and in the cleavage area. And it just looks really weird because it almost looks like it's an intentional design thing, but I know it's not. Right. Um, so, that yeah, I don't know. Fiber. I'm just not totally feeling this one um, because of those little errors. But I think overall, it's still a good look. And she does look beautiful in the face. I'm going to give it a chirp, but it's very... I- very you soft. Great points. I really liked it. Well, I was tricked though, but I mean, I don't do drag at the level you do. So I was, uh, I was like, just on like, wow, oh, it's colors and shapes. Um, right. So that's my very articulate critique. But I, I liked the colors. I liked the shape of the headpiece. He was giving me North African princess. I love um, the headpiece. And you know, yeah. the cool thing about Nigeria is she brings that old school drag thing where the old school drag and pageant circuit, they know how to make an impact on stage. And that's mm-hmm. what this is. It is definitely a big impact. And I love that. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's still, it's still a chirp for me. It's just, I wish that the ass crack was covered because she covered the the boob. So like, you right. know, to cover the parts. So you need to cover that ass crack. Um, <laughs> I keep saying ass crack, say crack again. Um, could you crack? Could you crack? Could you crack? Crack. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought, it, I thought it was a chirp, very crack. soft. Yeah, okay, okay, work. I'll chirp it. Okay, this is a good critique I didn't even think of. What about Diabetes Kiss Night in Satan's Service Hunty? How would you feel about this one? I love this. I think this is so well done. It's so successful. Yeah. And I haven't loved all of Dia's looks this season, but this mm-hmm. one is really good. I could have even lost the ISIS wings. Like, I we didn't agree. Really I was like, I wasn't sure about the lame of it all. I was like, I don't know if that yeah. is. I, I can't tell if that's helping or helping. We didn't really tell. need that. Honestly, you know, it would have been cooler actually because this is a kiss reference. Uh-huh. If she had like fucked that up and like ripped it up everywhere Absolutely. and like just left it hanging like very ripped, like almost like a dystopian sort of feel that could have been really on this. But I do love this. She, I, she I only it. wish, I only wish she had silver shoes. Mm. Um, but I still think it's a really, really cool look because it does have the black and silver everywhere. So I think it's a huge successful look for her and definitely a chirp. Yeah, she's, you know, yeah, I agree. That's a good way to lean into the Mad Max scene of it all. This could have yeah. been, if I'm nitpicky, it could have been a great Maxine. week for her to show. Maxine! <laughs> uh, this would have been a great week for her to do something a little different, but I got to say, with those those chunky club kid boots can be a curse in Drag Race. This was a good use of them. Um, I got to Oh, can you it. imagine if she had come out in a pageant gown with, like, beautiful hair, looking the best she's ever looked? I would have gagged. She could have won. I would have gagged. If like, she, honestly. Yeah, she would have won. It, would, it just would have been so different for her because she hasn't done, like, a super beautiful look like that totally. yet. Not that her looks aren't super beautiful. They are. But she hasn't done like a high glam pageant drag 100%. yet. 100%. If so she came out in a Trinity, the Tuck Taylor like pageant dress, uh, and that, then she could have won. Or Roxy Andrews. Let's say Roxy Andrews. <laughs> I, well, I'm Roxy. An- oh, fuck. I see. We're getting less problematic with our references. <laughs> Deja Sky. Um, what do we think about this like um, holographic cage dress? Yeah, I see what she's going for. I, I think she had a similar point of reference as I would. Like I said, the evil queen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that because she's giving sort of the emotion in the in her face. And I love how she's painted for this. This is a beautiful makeup on her. And I like that she had the mirror that she's holding. Um, 
I'm just not feeling the overall gown and the harness piece over top of it. It just looks a little shoddy, but I understand um, Deja made most of her looks herself and she wasn't mm-hmm. working with a big budget or a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what she's been able to do overall in the runway is impressive, but I'm not a fan of this one. And I think it also could have been served with a nicer hair too, like an updo. Mm. Yeah, there's so much I like about this. You're right. There's just so much I like about this, and then there's stuff I don't like about this. I yeah. like that she went with the mirror, mirror prompt that, you know, like you're saying, is, a, of course, an allusion to your wicked queen from Snow White. It's clearly yeah. that, but I see why yeah, it doesn't look, you know, when you stack it up against the other looks, it does look a little less impressive. Um, I like it. God, this is a tough one. I will give it. Oh God, I'm going to give it the light chirp. Cause I, I, there's parts of it. I like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give it a burp just because this harness piece over top of it is really doing nothing for the gown. <laughs> I just Work. don't like it. And I love Deja. And I honestly like have been sort of a defender of Deja. Cause I think like yeah. a lot of times, like a lot of the review girls are really rude to her. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you're being so nasty to this girl. And honestly, I do think that it's because she's a big girl. Like a lot of people think that they can just be rude yeah. and shady to her because right. they know that the fans are going to agree with them. And I just don't like that. But in this particular case, I don't like this look. So I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hate that Deja treatment so of Deja. But yes. for this look, she can fucking rot. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> she's a uh, yeah. I uh, uh, she's cute. She's cute. I'll give it a light chirp. But I think that's a fair. It's a fair burp. It's quite a fair yeah. burp. Joges giving silver snakes across my body. Um, what do you think? I want to know what the reference is for this look. <laughs> I are uh, those? I'm like I don't understand why the judges were gagging for this. It's a it mini confusing. dress. It's yeah. a mini dress. Her boots cover her whole body, and she has no panties on. And yeah, like and I they were love, like, this is completely brand new. <laughs> like I've been saying, I st- I've been standing Georges for years. I love, love, love Georges, and she knows that. But I don't understand the lack of panties, especially with mm. this dress. Panties, you could have bitch. easily sewn a panty crotch into the front and back of the dress. It would have not been visible. And you would have, and, mm-hmm. and when she bends down, you would see that she has panties on. Like that would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Also, this is giving so little of the theme. And she's mm. so, she's such a little person mm-hmm. that I think it needed it needed like a silver glove. It needed a strappy silver shoe, a, either mm. either a strappy boot that goes all the way up the leg, or just a silver pump to make right. her legs look longer and give her more body. I just think this swallows her with the giant boots and the gloves being black, yeah. and the dress itself is not enough for me for this theme. So I'm going to give it a burp, even though she always looks fucking great. You're and right. the, hair, the hair I love. She does look like she's a goth girl getting ready to fist the farm cow. I, yeah, and yeah. the dress is also like the dress is almost draping over the boots, which is kind of crazy, isn't it? It's too close. It's too close. Yeah. This doesn't work for that. Like if she's going to wear thigh high boots like that, she needs an 80s cut like thong outfit. She can't yeah. wear a skirt with boots like that because it's just, you're not showing any leg at all. It's just boring, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's too, 
yeah, and it's it's she's almost washed out in this silver black palette. You know, it's yeah. yeah. I got a. I'm with you. I'm gonna burp it. I love her though. Now she's gonna tweet me and tell me this is why my car is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck happened to your car? Um, Oh, nothing. I don't have a car. (laughs) She'd be like, that's why you can't drive, bitch. (laughs) That's why you can't fucking drive, mama. So we got our critiques. Long story short, Lady Camden wins. And Uh our bottom, I thought Deja could have been in the bottom, but our bottom becomes. Georges and Bosco. Did you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agreed with that. And I honestly thought they were going to do it to Deja because they seem to disrespect her all the time. But <laughs> um, but I, I definitely think that Bosco and Georges was the correct bottom two, mm-hmm. even though I fucking love both of them so much. And like, they're two of my absolute favorites. Um, yeah. But yeah, I definitely think they deserve to be in the bottom two. And um, I was happy to see it because I it's refreshing when they get the judging correct. <laughs> It is. I 100% agree where I was like, wait, I agree. Wait, I'm yeah. agreeing. I, I would have put DJ on the bottom, but overall I was agreeing with what they're saying, which, you know, you can, it makes you feel really gaslit when you're watching the show and you're like, nah, no, that yeah. person is not in the bottom. Um, so, but we got our bottom and we had our agitation moment, which I lived for who should go home. Jesus Christ. Everyone says Bosco, except Bosco says Jojus. And Joe just serves quite the read when she says, well, Bosco was in the bottom three times in one episode. Not Joe just. <laughs> you said Joe yeah. just. I say Joe just. I say, oh my that's, God. Just, that's just, the, I've just decided to start calling her Joe just. Um, oh my God. Is, I think this was a gag. I love, I fucking love this question. I wish they had asked me this question. I would have been living for it every time. I can't believe they didn't. I know. They really should have. They should have asked that question in episode five. But you know what, though? At that point, I would have probably said myself because I was so over it. And I didn't want, I didn't want to like throw any of my other girls under the bus. But Ugh, um, I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all talk because those girls were too nice to me. <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking. But yeah. I I love that question. I love when they ask it. I think they got a great result out of it. So congratulations to the producers. I'm ready for the girls to start (laughs) fighting. I'm ready for a little more fighting. Yes, Um, absolutely. Now we have our lip sync, Georges v. Bosco. Of course, a gag because we're two front runners. They're doing a heartbreak hotel. Hex Hector coming through with the remix that's more affordable to get the rights to. Yeah, um, it was fun. And, you know, I did think both of them did quite well. Do you think the right queen won? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I think Georges also won the other one with Jasmine, too. Like, I think Georges has consistently won every single one of her lip syncs. And she really um, has the bitch can sink. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, 100% she won. Even though Bosco was not bad. Bosco actually was giving like a lot of emotion to the song and Mm -hmm. was giving was doing a really good job. And I don't think it was like. Oh, like Georges absolutely like Molly her, but yeah, I do think right. Georges definitely won, but Bosco was close. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. It was not. It was a this. This is. It was a. It was a really close. Joe just did some of some new tricks, and anytime she can pull out new tricks after lip syncing, um, I don't know, 19 times during the season, I'm very impressed. I'm living every time you say Joges. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I'm from North Carolina, so I'm just I'm just had, adding the Jojus. Ah, she's Jojus. <laughs> very that, very that. Um, so we, I'm living. This is a good time. 
Joe just wins. And we get to, we get, we got to talk about it, Diva. The chocolate bar is what? Finally gold. Yes. And the season marches on for another couple years. Um, what did you think of the gold bar reveal? Every week on Drag Race, a queen is not eliminated. Call this number now to donate <laughs> <laughs> to get a like, queen literally eliminated. Like literally, it's like queens want to return to their families. Won't you yeah. help them get but back RuPaul home? <laughs> will not let them go home. A, an evil woman named RuPaul has trapped them in a studio in Culver City. Won't you do oh your part God. and help them find their way back home? Send our um, queens home today. <laughs> Biden Call send your local the state home. representative. Yeah, Biden ain't sending our queens home. It's fucking. <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Um, oh my God, not that. <laughs> it's too. It's too real. But Bosco's here cute gag. I hope the gold bar is done. We're done with the gold bar, right? We're not opening chocolate anymore, right? We're the done. The gold chocolate bar is over and <sighs> I predicted it at the beginning of the season. I said the gold chocolate bar will belong to a skinny white queen who can't win a lip sync. And there you go. <laughs> and that, children, children, Put out your cups because tea is being served. And not to say anything bad about Bosco because Bosco is fantastic and Bosco could probably beat me in a lip sync. But what I'm saying is amongst this cast, they probably knew. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this is for sure what happened because I don't know anything, but this is my speculation that they would know someone like Bosco is going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. And they also know Bosco would have difficulty beating a lot of these girls in a lip sync. Yeah. So I said from the beginning of the season, I predict Bosco, Willow, or Daya will have the gold chocolate bar. Yeah. You're 100% right. I knew it would be a production stunt. This is a production stunt. It's a good production stunt. It's a good use of the gold bar, but it's a stunt. And um, I'm not going to sit here and have anyone tell me that this was just... This was just a happenstance, coincidence, and luck. Uh, mm -mm, no, mm -mm, no, ma'am, no. It's a bit of a that. big coincidence. It's I quite, think. quite yes. the coincidence. But, um, but let's. There's 14 queens. Yeah, you know, the odds of one of those three queens having it. I mean, that's what 25 percent, a little less than 25 percent. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. I, I, uh, as soon as you started, you brought up math. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Um, no, but I do. Um, yeah, I love it. Bosco's, Bosco's a gag. We still have seven queens. Curious to see what shakes out next. Um, mm -hmm. Who's your winner? Who's your winner of the season, Eve? Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's really difficult. I love so many of these girls. And it was the same with last season, too. Like, I just loved so much of the cast. Yes. Um, but this season, I think we're going to have to see because there's been a couple of weeks where it's just kind of been like a weird sort of shit going on where it's not like a regular challenge. I mm. think we need to see Angeria and Willow get back into another like actual challenge that's not like mm -hmm. a lip sync extravaganza or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to see, I think, I think it's either Angeria or Willow. Mm, yeah. Um, and I don't know any spoilers at all. I don't I don't Same. look at spoilers I don't anymore because I like to watch everything Same. and genuinely be surprised. And so I, I don't know. To be along I think, for the actual ride. Yeah, I think Angeria or Willow. I also think Daya has the potential to win and Lady Camden. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe even Bosco. I don't think Georges could win. Mm. Um, yeah, I think overall the best performance of the season so far, I haven't checked the track record, but I think it's Bosco, Angeria, and Willow. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess Camden now has gotten her second twin. Um, yeah. It's going to be curious. They're, you know, they're they're giving us the it's quite an even playing field narrative. Uh, yeah. Something's going to shake don't, loose. Yeah, I don't think Deja will win, but I do think she could get to top four. Although you never know. If it's lip sync for the crown, Deja could win because Deja's a great performer. So, She's so great. I would love to see her lip sync again. She was so great the first week or second she week. She was or whatever amazing. It was. Yeah. So yeah. I think Deja, if the next challenge is an acting challenge, Deja will probably secure her place in the top five or top yeah. six or whatever it is. Oh my God. They need to be eliminating more girls. <laughs> oh my God. It's, 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 it's like, I love it, but my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I don't know what they have left to say. Like that's a yeah. literally, that's what I'm getting. Like you've been on TV for 12 weeks. What do the girls have left to say in their talking heads? <laughs> you know? And I feel like, bad for the girls because like, there's so many outfits they have to prepare. Like, what the hell? Like we had, I think we had nine runways to prepare for the show. And then a couple of them we had mm-hmm. to make there. Right. I, mm-hmm. and, and then we had the promo and the entrance. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I don't know. I just think like, there's so many looks they have to prepare that by the end of it, like season 13, they're running out of looks at the end. Like, absolutely. There's, like, I, I, I wouldn't even know to prepare for that many. Cause it's like, okay, am I even going to be there that long? Like, I don't know. You know, like, yeah. What the fuck? The next week's challenge should be, you have to catch a box of drag essentials from the sky so that you can have enough fucking clothes to last the rest of this 20 episode season. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. So many episodes. It needs to, it needs to be over. I love it, but let's, let's love hurry it. Up. But at this point was your, your season was 10 or 12 episodes. 10 episodes. Yeah. One of which your was season, a reunion. Your season, oh my God. Your season ended two episodes ago. Do you know what I'm saying? Was, like that's was crazy. Eight. I was top eight and I was in five episodes. These yeah. girls top eight were in 11 episodes. Oh <laughs> like my what God. the fuck? I, like they I'll had say it more again. than my whole season. Don't make and me do math. Honestly, season 14, season 14 makes me mad because watching it, I would have done so much better in season 14 than I did in Canada's drag race because season mm. 14 has so many fucking acting challenges. Yeah. Like I would have, eight these fucking acting challenges bitch like if i could yeah. squeeze through the other ones whatever they were i would have murdered all the acting challenges and i would have been doing so well and also like i have good taste bitch so i would have ate these fucking runways too bitch so, and that's why we need you on all stars that's that's girl, that's the tea <laughs> we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll tell Maybe. us where we can support you Yes. Okay. So, um, I am transitioning. So I know some people don't know what that means. It's basically like the show transformers where those cars transform into robots. So right now I'm like an 87 Chevy Impala, but I'm going to, you're trying to become more than meets the eye. Yes. I'm trying to become a 96 foot tall. Um, basically, um, what do you call the thing that they do on the power Rangers, the Megazord? I'm going to become a 96 foot tall Megazord with, um, giant laser beam titties. So if you would like to <laughs> donate to that, my GoFundMe link is in my Instagram bio, instagram.com slash allbuddy6000. You might want to follow me. You're probably not because you probably didn't watch my season, but you should watch it. At least watch Jeez. episodes one through five and then stop. <laughs> uh, we're gonna, yeah, and we're, we'll of course have your Instagram linked up in there. So go throw coins, support drag beauty, and trans excellence. Also about Eve as the Twitter. Also about Eve. Work. 
work. Well, Eve, this was so fucking fun. Oh, if you like Dragger Podcast, you can follow us at Dragger Podcast on Instagram and you can give us five stars. Uh, five star reviews help keep the lights on. And my God, they fill our holes with happiness in ways you can't <laughs> imagine. Much like this five star review from Esme Raphael, which is titled Why I Watch RDR. RDR is now only the precursor to the main event, drag her. Bitch, thank you. We fucking love your ass, Esme. Um, <laughs> you get it. You get it. Well, till next time, Eve, let the music play. That means we're, we're done. That means we're done. Die tomorrow, <laughs> live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what season was it that they did that song? I don't even yeah, that's a good one. Wait, live tonight. Eight, season eight. I can't believe I, I did that. I think it was season wow. eight. I was thinking that too. I have a sick drag brain. Okay, we're gone. We're going. <laughs> was a HeadGum original. 